Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Welcome all of you to another episode of the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And here on this particular podcast, we talk sports, mainly the NFL, but we get into other things, boxing, NCAA sports, the NBA, and more. And joining me as usual on the podcast, I got my man Eminem in Jackson, Mississippi, the homie Ray up there what up, in what up? New Jersey. And Buck down there in the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. What's going on, fellas? What's up? Hey, what's up? All right. And, fellas, I got to apologize in advance. I have a puppy in the household, and he may start whining in a little bit. (laughs) So um, if he does, I may have to try to relocate him. But um, he woke up kind of prematurely from his nap. (laughs) And crazy story, by the way, as far as he's truly a rescue because he was in the ditch in like in the woods near my house, like just a few feet from my property line. And he was very young, I mean, and just yelling and yelping and all that stuff. And so got him, went around the neighborhood. Nobody knew anything about him. Um, No one had a lost dog and everything. So I had planned to give him to my father because my father's been wanting a dog. And then two days later, another puppy comes out look, that looks just like him, and I end up catching him. So evidently they're brothers, and someone just threw him out in the woods. So I gave one to my father and kept this one for myself. So, But anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that, that made the best pets, man. The ones you find half the time, that made the best pets. So, yeah, definitely. Mama and <laughs> and so I mean and um, then it was like a couple of days later I saw a dog that may have been the mother walking through the neighborhood but um, she hit the woods and I hadn't seen her since so I'm pretty sure they would have died if they would have stayed out there man I don't know what happened but alright so we'll go ahead and get into this and we'll just keep it simple right off the top and we'll talk about what player what particular player or what team stood out to you in week one? Now, this doesn't include your favorite team, so it has to be someone on another team. And so, Ray, I'll start with you, man. 
was there a particular player and or a team that stood out to you in week one? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was several guys that, that really did a thing, but I would say uh, Alden Smith, man. Alden Smith looked like he you never stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. I think he's going to be on point. Yeah, he did. He looked so, good. Yeah, I would say Alden Smith. I got, right now, I believe he's the best defensive player on Dallas. Uh, that boy come back even 70% of what he was. He's going to be a pro bowler. I agree with you there. Was there a particular team that, that stood out to you this week? A team? Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I expect the Arizona Cardinals to win the game. They came out and they won the game. Um, I know they played San Francisco tough last year, and they should be even better this year. But Kyler Murray having more experience and he having a, a real bona fide number one in uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and they they really pulled it off and they won the game. Yeah, that was a man. That was a tough win too. I mean, they really earned that, and DeAndre Hopkins already earning his money. And so, Buck, what about you, man? What player? not on your favorite team, stood out to you the most in week one? I think Alvin Cabrera did. I mean, you know, he got another one of them big contracts, too. You know, for and one of the biggest ones for running back has gotten him in quite some time. You know, I know, you know, Bill got a little bit of money, but this was a really nice contract. And he, he played very well. Uh, Drew Brees didn't have to do anything. And, you know, I was telling everybody the Saints were going to walk the dogs on Tampa Bay, and they, everybody started laughing at me. They're not laughing now. I said, they, they don't have an offensive line. And Tom Brady was running for his damn life the whole game. Um, it just goes to show you, you can have all them stars on paper. Brady is all about having a bunch of stars, and they don't perform. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just one of those deals where it's going to take, you know, these first four games to me are going to be like preseason, even though we didn't have one. September is going to be the new preseason right now. So, but the Saints look like they were in midseason form and they beat the brakes off Tampa Bay. I know the score was a little bit different, but that ass whooping would be. And Tom Brady looked like he was just frustrated. Okay, so Eminem, what, what, well, I'm sorry, let me ask you, um, but what team stood out to you? I forgot to ask you, what team? Washington, the team formerly known as the Redskins, jumping on, jumping on the Eagles. Um, ah. they really, man, <laughs> that, I mean, I, 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 that's something that was, I was not expecting, especially with everything that's all the, all the drama that's been surrounding the, the uh, Washington football team here lately um, with Ron Rivera, I think announced before the game or during the game or some shit um, about him having cancer um, and just going there and, and just, and Carson went, ain't going to stay healthy if, it, if that offensive line don't step up because Washington shocked me. They really shocked me. I mean, not only the Saints, but the Washington really showed me something. They don't sleep hey, on Hey, man, they got that defense, bro. Yeah, Chase Young, yeah, I can't take nothing from him. He, he, shit, like he's, <laughs> man, he, he transitioned to the pros like it ain't nothing. I just hate he did shit on us, but I can't take yeah. nothing away from him. 
He wasn't on the only one, but he he was just damn near unblockable in the second half of the game. <laughs> All right, so uh, Eminem, what about you? What player and what team stood out to you in the first week? Okay, now the player that stood out to me, I'm going to take the opposite reaction. Everybody else is talking about impressive players. I'm going to take the unimpressive route. Uh, Guskowski, man, missing all them damn field goals. I, oh, I know. Man. I mean, I, 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 I'm sitting up here like, am I looking at a? Is, is this this is this live? Because I'm just like, literally, I, I can count the times on my hand. Like literally, I have ever seen him miss a field goal. So I'm just like, and then when he missed the extra point conversion, man, I'm I'm sitting up here like, damn, like, like. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you know, so that was shocking. I mean, it was so shocking that it kind of took away from the other stuff. I'm just like, wow. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that that really that really kind of threw me, man. When Belichick lets you go, usually it's a reason. Yeah, he but missed, damn, he though, he missed on some of them. <laughs> you know, like Chandler Jones and all that. He missed on yeah. some of them, but you know. But you know, I'm just like the fall off. For for kickers, it's not usually as obvious as it is, especially somebody like him. You know, this guy t- took Vinatieri's place, and he looked unreplaceable at the oh, time. But you know, when he went to oh, Indianapolis, he still did good for years. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, he looked like man, he was over there looking like Charlie Brown, man, all all to himself <laughs> and shit. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, now the team that impressed me, think, man. The uh, only thing, the only thing missing with that damn blanket. <laughs> Linus' blanket. Linus' blanket, yeah. But uh, now the team, yes, I, even though I didn't see the game, but the the, um, the team that impressed me over the weekend was Buffalo, man. Uh, a lot of people had good games and stuff, but uh, it seemed like Buffalo, I always kind of look for a team to look like they kind of come in in a rhythm, and um, usually that's a good sign when they can come in and almost like literally pick up where they seem to left off at, building or whatever. Now, of course, I agree with Buck. These first couple of games are going to be bullshit because nobody had a preseason and all that stuff. So it's going to be some weird stuff until it kind of flattened out. But right now, week one, uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with Buffalo. All right. Well, the player that stands out to me in the first week, that stood out to me rather, was um, Darius Slayton, a wide receiver for the Giants. And, man, he just really looked good. He really looked good. He kept the Giants in the game with some of the plays that he was making. Daniel Jones made some good throws, but Darius Slayton really jumped off the screen at me. And he was a big play guy last year with eight touchdowns, but um, he just picked up where he left off, man. He looks like he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And as far as the team, that kind of um, stood out to me. And no one's really, that I know of, has really talked about them this so far this weekend. That's the Green Bay Packers, man. The Green Bay Packers dropped 43 points on that Vikings defense, which, you know, is usually a pretty good defense. And Aaron Rodgers threw oh, for yeah. over 350 yards, four touchdowns, and Devontae Adams went crazy. Valdez Scantlin went crazy. This dude, Alan Lazard, came, you know, to play. And so I was really surprised at um, how easily they handled the Vikings this weekend, and um, if you would have told me Green Bay was going to drop 43 points 
Um, I, I never would have guessed it. So that's who stood out to me. But now let's talk about our teams. Okay, and Ray, I'll go back to you. You're the Raiders fan, all right? Las Vegas Raiders. I'm trying to get used to saying that. So, Ray, who on your team yep. stood out this week, and who needs to get it together? I mean, you all won um, against Carolina 34-30, um, playing on the road, which is a big win. Yeah. So who stood out, and who needs to get it together mm-hmm. and improve, in your opinion? Oh, man, Josh Jacobs, of course stood out, but, uh, you know, he's top five running back, but uh, the offense looked good. Henry Ruggs looked good before he got rolled up on his ankle. The first half, he was he was on his way, half 50 some yards receiving. So, uh, Darren Waller, he could have could have done better. But overall, the, the uh, uh, biggest Las Vegas defense could have did better. I mean, everybody just, uh, I don't know whether they need to get warmed up or what, but we couldn't stop nobody. And, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, Jonathan Abram, he was knocking folks out. Yeah, he and was he all over Caffrey so hard because anybody else, he would have, he would have, you know, it would have laid him down. But, um, yeah, overall, the offense looked good. But our defense, you know, we need to get some pressure. We can't get no pressure on Bridgewater all day. So I would say our defense. Okay, and the offense did look good. I mean, you all had 23 first downs, 372 yards of, um, you know, total yardage. No turnovers. That's the, that's one of the big things. And you know what stood out to me the most, and, and I know Eminem knows all about this and Buck as well, the Raiders only had three penalties. Now that's saying something right there. Yeah, yeah. That that's amazing for Oakland. Yeah, that's, that's mean, discipline you know football when you see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been amazing. Top five in the league every year for the last thirty years. Yeah. So that 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 was real big, but yeah, we just need our guys to stay healthy. Trent Brown got hurt in return to the game and stuff like that. So you know, holding that line together. When all line is together, we got a top three top four offense, and so, you know, I just hope these guys can stay healthy. All right. Well, Buck, who stood out for you on the Pittsburgh Steelers team, and who needs to step it up a little bit? Well, Benny Snell, I mean, 114 yards rushing. I mean, what do you say? You come off the bench, you know, he had a great count. He came in a little bit smaller this year, 15 pounds lighter, and he still runs up. You know, he's one of those guys that love contact. He just doesn't run out of bounds. You know, he's got that body structure to just run over folks. And he just had a excellent game, 5.9-yard average. Uh, Benny Snell may have dethroned James Conner, who got injured with an ankle injury um, early, in the, early in the game. I mean, uh, Benny Snell has been – I mean, he showed flashes last year, but to come out opening day, opening, day, opening week – and put up 114 yards and 5.9 yards with three brand-new guys on the offensive line. Uh, that was impressive. Um, and our offensive line play was much better, even though we had three. Yet Steven Wisniewski, uh, he actually tore a pick in the game right before Zach Banner went down with an ACL. Um, he's out for the season. Not sure about Wisniewski yet. He came from the Chiefs. 
But, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. This week, we have to make, we may have to make some offensive line changes. But um, that's who stood out. Um, but somebody that needs to improve our special teams. Um, our special teams, we muffed a punt early in the game. I mean, like, our first punt in the game, it got all the way down to the three-yard line by defense, stepped up and kept the boys out the end zone. Um, and then we missed an extra point, which um, Boz had, had, didn't even miss an extra point last year. This, this bizarre stuff happened on the special teams side of it, and that was a point of emphasis uh, during the training camp. And to come out flat on special teams really kind of really, – it just kind of irritated me a little bit. We started a little bit slow, but Big Ben looked good. You know, he was efficient, three touchdowns, two, I think about 229 yards, so he did real well. Defense was looking good. They picked up a little bit too much blitzing, though. I think we needed to kind of dial that back a little bit. We had on that Slayton touchdown, that big one. We had, that was a busted coverage. Um, sometimes you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. And um, they didn't quite get there. And, you know, the, you know, um, Mika Fitzpatrick, you know, he just misread the damn play. So we got to tighten that up in the secondary a little bit. But, you know, this is growing pains. First game of the season, I'll take the win. We won by 10. We should have won by 21, to be honest with you. But um, I like what I saw with Big Ben. He, you know, he played a flawless game. And, you know, once he settled down, and I think you know, we got Denver this week. So we'll see how, how things go. All right. And so, Eminem, um, who on the Eagles team? <laughs> I mean, you know, what player stood out? for you and um who on your team needs to get it together well um pretty much the player that just stood out uh was dallas goddard um i think he's man he's uh really starting to get in his his zone and um um you know with some big play ability and he's a lot he's deceivingly faster than a lot of people think you know um, yeah, he had but eight, now, eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and then one touchdown was uh, – I forgot exactly how many yards, but it was like he literally left the um, he left the uh, secondary. He, he, you know, so I, I really like that. Uh, uh, of course, yeah, health was the issue yards. always. But uh, uh, I like, you know, Deshaun Jackson, even though he's a lot, you know, older than what he was when he was with us the first stint, but as long as he's moving, he still has that big playability, you know, uh, pretty sure-handed, always kind of been like that, and uh, Rager, he, uh, you know, had a, uh, a big play, looked like he up and coming, but now totally disappointed, and I, I and this is my boy, but I'm very disappointed Carson Wentz. I, I, you know, we got injuries, and we did give up a lot of sacks, but, you know, we didn't have Lane Johnson on the line and we didn't have Miles Sanders in the backfield before the damn game started. And that had nothing to do with us, you know, putting up 17 points right quick. Um, even without the the sacks, you know, you, you, a quarterback can't help that, but the two picks he had was almost in the same spot each time. And it wasn't like you was getting hit when that happened. And, um, another thing that was really 
kind of ticked me off that he really got to get together. Um, the second time we played Dallas last year, he did the same stuff. Like, balls seem to float on him. Like, going high, even when it's a completion, I hate seeing stuff like that where somebody got to kind of make an athletic move just to catch the damn ball. You know, I, but like I say, it's, you know, nobody didn't have a preseason and all that. So, um, we get Lane and Miles back this week. Uh, of course, Derek Burnett too, but that's on defense. And you know, I, I think I think he'll be a different wince next week for sure, because we ain't gonna have no choice. Because like I say, uh, I seen the Rams play, and they starting to like McVeigh has a whole different scheme now. This joke is trying to pound the damn football, and when a team can score fast and pound the ball, you don't want to have a bunch of you don't want to have a lag on a team like that. You know, I'm not taking nothing away from Haskins, but like I say, another player I was disappointed in, even though he played, you know, somewhat decent, was uh, Bonte Maddox. So he had a crucial – in the crucial point of the game, a uh, damn – the ball hit him right in the palm of the hand. It's like you got to make those picks when you're behind. you got to do that. You know, it's not like some kind of acrobatic one-handed catch. you got to tiptoe to stay in bounds. But, you know – Somebody coming across the slot and the ball just literally hit you in the hand. It's like, damn, you know, you got to do that. So, I think we'll be fine, but uh, but we got to get healthy. But you know, Wentz gotta he he gotta put the team on his back. I mean, it's done got past the point now of of up and coming. You know, now you are you are our leader. So we you got to lead. You know, you got to dig dig deep some kind of way because every team got injuries. Everybody going to have injured linemen. Everybody going to have missing running backs. So, you know, that can no longer be an excuse for every place. All right. You know, especially with a, with a division team. Q, you know how definitely how important that is when damn near, the, you know, just luckily everybody lost, you know, yeah. this week. But, yeah. I mean, but what if, what if that wasn't the case? See what I'm saying? You can't do that kind of shit, man. You're right. You're exactly right. And so, well, as far as the my Cowboys are concerned, the person who stood out, of course, is Alden Smith. Um, Alden Smith needs, I mean, needs just, you know, really don't need to mention much as far as what he did. Everyone saw what he did. Like Ray said, he didn't miss a beat. He didn't look like he's been out the game, you know, five years. And he was very disruptive. He, you know, stayed around the ball and he made a lot of big plays. The person I'm disappointed with the most is actually not a player. Um, I mean, yeah, I could say Demarcus Lawrence, but it's actually not a player. It's Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator. I mean, how in the world do you let the Rams Bill Parcells you Bill Parcells you all the way down the field, running the same play the opposite sides of the field, and you can't figure out a way to stop it? They gave up too many, um, too many, too much yardage on first down, and that allowed the Rams to have third and short, and they were killing us on third down conversions. And it took them a long time to kind of figure things out. And by that time, the damage was kind of already done. Um, I mean, despite all that, Dallas was still in the game. But I, I really, really um, think that Mike Nolan, the defense coordinator, dropped the ball on this one, and he needs to get it together. And of course, everybody was talking about the the play towards the end of the game with Michael Gallup and Jalen Ramsey. And 
I'm going to say this. Y'all know I'm a football fan first, and I'm a Cowboys fan second. I try to keep it real. By letter of the law, it was pass interference, just based on the definition of the rule itself. But to me, it was the equivalent of giving somebody a speeding ticket for going 55 and a 50. You know, I thought it was a little bit ticky. But I understand why the call was made. I thought, I know folks are coming down on Jalen Ramsey for doing his little acting bit, but, man, this is L.A. I mean, that's what you do. And, I mean, as a DB, yeah. you do what you can to get stops. I mean, if you, we sit in the NBA all the time. But, but that was a politic call. So, but I that mean, was a politic no, call because, see, they, they, robbed, they robbed the Rams um, on that play um, we got hit where in the clearly – I can't remember which defender was. It hit. Alan it Smith. hit uh, Goss. It, it, it hit him, and and it turned down and knocked his helmet off. They didn't. They didn't. And I said they're gonna make that call up it. somewhere in the game, and that's what happened. Yeah. So yeah, I that's what happened. That was a makeup call. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the call. I, th- I think he. I think he absolutely pushed off, and it prevented Ramsey from being in place. Now we can say, well, he just barely put his hands on him, and all this that. When you running fast like that and you just enough to jar you to slow you up, you ain't supposed to do that. He extended his arm. So I, I don't understand the controversy about, you so, know, just because of the point of the way it was in the game or what the play meant to the game. It don't matter. He shouldn't have did it. I look at it. I don't way, think well, he had because, it. Because, the reason because, why I said it was a makeup call because the, the AJ, I don't know if y'all seen that with what happened to AJ Green. He got straight robbed. But – um, did y'all see that at the end of the uh, Bengals game? No, I don't remember seeing. No, that. What, yeah. what Yeah, yeah. AJ Green oh, called wait, what would have been a touchdown, that. and they I called it uh, offensive pass interference. Well, he I'm used like, both man. hands though. He used both hands though. Yeah, but it's still it was more like he it was more so he was making a cut because AJ Green even even he's not the play he was you know. Years ago, but shit, man, he still got some fast feet. When a guy cutting like that, it looks like, like okay, it's an illusion. Like your hands can go up, but you really getting shook more than you getting pushed. If I, that I, makes sense. Now, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think the only reason he got called is because both hands were out. I think that's the only reason he got he got called. Um, I mean, it was some contact, but whether it caused all the separation that it caused, I don't know. But like with Gallup and yeah, because if you look at it, if you look at it slow, nah. But see the Dallas call, you know, it, it, the, the, the deal was with that. That was a. It, it, I, I really think if that hadn't got missed with Jerry Goff, I don't think that would have went like that. I really don't. I don't know. Like with them, they were hand fighting all the way down the field, and Ramsey had his hand at one point, and so he did push, and I'm, I do agree that he pushed, but I don't think he. The Jalen Ramsey's reaction was not equivalent to how hard he was pushed. Oh, yeah, he he did yeah. it. Like you know what? I don't blame Jalen, but shit, he did a good Vladdy D box because I'm just like, yeah. boy, he yeah. threw his arms back. I'm like, nah, so, didn't, that shit didn't move your body like that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the call. Like I said, I thought it was it was a you know a little ticky tad, but I overall don't have a problem with it because, like I said, by rule, it was pass interference. He did extend, he did push. So whether Really, don't matter how hard he pushed. The referee saw what he saw, and um, so I don't have a huge problem with that. I was happy to see the play. No, so, I was wondering where that play had been all game because Dallas never went deep until that play. Right. Yeah, that's because Zeke was toting that thing, man. That now, now, like I say, people are always talk about Dak and and all the the the, the um 
uh, Lamb and all the receivers y'all got. But shit, man, Zeke was man. I'm talking about this dude. He was. I'm talking about literally. I mean, he was running no different than he had always done ran. And I'm just like, like you know, hey, you 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 don't have to worry about going deep. You know, now defensively they you know it was a letdown. But shit, the way he was running, you ain't got to throw it. Yeah, that was a game he probably should have run the ball thirty times. But um. Yeah. yeah, so that's... He, he, was, he was getting that mojo like that. All right, so let's talk about, man, I feel bad for this dude. DeAndre Swift with Detroit had a chance to catch the game-winning pass, and Ray, the ball hit him dead in the hands. He just didn't look it in. Yeah, yeah, DeAndre Swift is a hell of a running back. At least he was in Georgia. And the majority of Georgia running backs are really good running backs. And, you know, I expect big things from him. But get a ball hit him right in the hands, I think he – I don't know whether he focused more on trying to score with the ball before he got it, but he never pulled it in. And before you know it, the ball was coming out. So, I mean, yeah, that's a rough way to start a career. But, man, Detroit deserved to win the game too. I mean, they, they, they had him the whole game. But it's just that, you know, went to the rook. Whatever happened, man, he didn't he didn't hook it in. But he young, he can come back from it. And, you know, it's a mental error. That's the thing about these young players. They they may be had a body and had a strength and you know, and, and blowing the league away, but at the same time, they got to get the mental side down. That's why, you know, when kids come in, they're 20 or 21 years old or something like that, and they come out of school early and stuff, they have to really study film and get the mental side down. They've been the best athlete everybody they played since they're probably eight years old. But, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, they'll bounce back. I don't think it'll be this week, but they'll bounce back. Okay. And but a big play performer. We, let's talk about Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, they led him off the leash, and he was thirty-one for thirty-five, three twenty-two, and four touchdowns. And in all honesty, he probably should have had more yards than that because uh, I remember DK Metcalf dropped like two of them, I think. As a matter of fact, DK Metcalf was the only person who. Mm-hmm was uh, less than 100% when it came to targets. But talk about Russell, man, the big numbers he put up. I mean, is this something they should allow him to do every week? Well, you know, Russell Wilson going to put up numbers. Um, you know, he's been running things up in Seattle for a while now. Um, Ray's been one of the ones that really been riding that job of, um, you know, of Russell Wilson for a long time. And, I mean, he was doing the shit when he was in Wisconsin. I mean, he, he plays, you know, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um, he got that similar statue, but a little bit shorter than Drew Brees. He's more athletic. Um, and he, he likes that, you know, he's that third quarterback that I like to put in the category of backyard quarterback. This is somebody that you got to stop. This is a guy that, you know, he's not really necessarily hard to bring down. He's actually kind of slippery where he can just kind of slip out of a tackle 
and create downfield. He always keeps his eye downfield. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben are the two best when it comes to backyard football. But you got to put you got to put um, Russell Wilson in that category now too, because man, I mean, this joke is hard to get on the ground. And whether he has an offensive line that's good or whether he has one that's not so good, he gets the job done. And he was on, he was putting on an offensive performance. And I think I think most of us, I think at least me and Ray, both said Seattle were going to the Super Bowl. So, yes, I mean he he put on a mid-season performance, and um, everybody in the NFC West, you know, better. I mean, other than the Cardinals, because the Cardinals going going ride, so they're going to get on some folks this year. But uh, like I told you, you know, before the season, the Forty Nineers are not going to be as good as they were last year. You know, that's that Shanahan syndrome. So I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Seattle is gonna is gonna blow folks clean off the planet. And Arizona and Arizona gonna be not too far behind them. And the Rams are gonna you know, they ain't no slouch either. So that leads the forty nine ers ass out. So that's gonna be a really tough division win you know, to see who's gonna win it. But I think Seattle's gonna got this this their division to win. And Russell's on fire. I mean, he don't. He might get MVP this year. All right. And Eminem, let's talk about Lamar Jackson, big time performer this week. Twenty for twenty-five, two hundred and seventy-five yards, three touchdowns, and he had another forty-five yards rushing. I mean, dude just picked up where he left off. Yeah, yeah, and then the um, <clears throat> the uh, the most impressive part of that stat is. Well, obviously, uh, no no turnovers or ints, but just you know, um, well, Buck uh, mentioned it. Uh, no, no, Ray mentioned it. Talking about uh, Swift. You know, a lot of times these guys come in, they they athletes, but they kids. You know, this literally will be Lamar's rookie year if he you know hadn't came out early. So um, he's starting to um, well, you know, of course. You know, it might change next week, but the way it looks Sunday, it looked like it looked like he now is totally comfortable with the offense, not just the athletic part of it, which is you know, which is great, but it looks like it looks like he really understands timing, uh, the chemistry with him and Brown is getting a lot better, um, the fact that they got J.K. Dobbins thumping it taking some of the pressure off Ingram, I think that's helping Lamar a lot. So, you know, we'll see, but, uh, um, but you know, his, uh, his command of the offense seemed to be really good. Now, of course, we have to see him again, what it looks like in a tight game somewhere. But as of Sunday, though, it's like he picked up where he left off to me. Definitely did. And, Let's talk about two people who picked up where they left off from last year, and it's unfortunate that they did. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Um, Ray, how long th- th- should the Cleveland management give this experience, experiment, man? Because it's just not panning out, and I don't know how long they're going to give, how many opportunities they're going to give Baker. I don't know how many opportunities they're going to give Odell, but – it seemed like neither one of them are working out in, in Cleveland, man. They can't get it together. Well, I, I would trade uh, Odell Beckham right after this Thursday game. 
I mean, Beckham is, is one of the best wide receivers in the league, but now he's with Baker. He's all but disappeared. I mean, if you were to rank receivers right now, he would probably be somewhere like number 25 or something like that based on performance. And it's a shame, but once again, he brought all that shit on himself. I mean, he's the younger version of of uh, Le'Veon Bell. And you just kept your mouth shut. The folks paid you. All you had to do was keep running or keep catching the ball up there in New York. And he would be mentioned up there with 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 anybody. Julio Joneses and the the uh you know, the boys down in Tampa Bay and and all all the top receivers had he just stayed where where he was at. Guys gotta understand when you play a dependent position, you have to have you a co star. If you don't have you a quarterback, you can be the best wide receiver in the world. Just like Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas catch everything, but Breeze was throwing the ball. That's why he had such a career that he got off to. Now you bring somebody in here to keep like you fuck around there with Taysom Hill or somebody and you'll find out that guy running routes like crazy and may end up with 65 catches for the year. You know, he's young. He can get over it. But if it was me after this Thursday night game, I would try to trade back him very next week because it's not working. Now, you can't get rid of Baker Mayfield because the stock is down so low now. I don't believe you can get a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield. So... You know, Beckham, I don't know. You could get a first-round pick for him, but if somebody knows that he's not working for you, with you guys, you're going to have to let him go sooner or later so people going to sit on their hands. Now, if you can get Beckham over there with Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they can't help with throwing the ball because he's too big of a weapon, and he's basically the only guy they're going to have that has star power. So then it's not a slot receiver. So I think it's trying to make that move. I mean, may not give him a first, but give him a second and a third or something like that and get back him over there. And no Patriots have a chance to have a really good season. All right. And Eminem, fire is hot, water is wet, and the Jets still suck. Why is it that they just can't <laughs> seem to get it together collectively, man? I mean, Sam Darnold threw for 215 yards. Interception sacked three times. They had like I don't know, like forty six yards rushing or fifty four yards rushing, something like that. And now Frank Gore, who's what thirty seven, is their number one go to guy because Le'Veon Bell is hurt again. I mean, if you're a Jets fan, what reason do you have to even wake up on Sunday morning? Well, I mean, for for one, um, when, when Jamal Adams was was speaking out against uh, the coach. Um, I think he was just saying, like, usually when the players real vocal about certain things, they don't speak for all 54, 53 people on the roster, but you can assure that they probably account for a big chunk, especially when it's a star like that. So I, I kind of figured, like, the the back was going to be broken with just the overall team chemistry um, with the team. Um, Sam Darnold, you know, I – I don't know if he's the guy for the Jets. I think probably he would be a good quarterback 
somewhere else maybe, but um, I, I just really think it, and it starts with the, the head coach. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gates, Gates, whatever. Um, I, I just yeah, think the Adam Jets Gates. have no true identity. Adam Gates. They don't have no true identity, and it starts with the man at top. Uh, half the team, they're not going to say it, not that Adam's gone, but half the team don't believe in the coach. Um, you know, Le'Veon, like I say, just um, he's not, even 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 when he's not injured, he's not adding up to be a a uh, staple of the team as far as the offensive power. So, you know, one thing that I always admired about Adrian Peterson, it wasn't just his success. Like, to me, two positions that really – that I, I give kudos on that don't care about whatever the team doing, regardless, they still want to do something, that's not the attitude Le'Veon has. But Adrian Peterson – you know, for the up-and-coming uh, new rookie backs coming in, Dobbins, Swift, he's a good example to look at. you got to want the damn ball regardless, regardless of what happened. And you can't let the offense determine your mojo. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, of course, that affects the overall identity of the offense, especially with a – I ain't going to call Sam Darnold a young quarterback no more, but he's not an old quarterback, so – uh, you know, Bell had a chance to really, really make a statement as far as being a leader. I'm not talking about his athletic ability. He got that. But if you don't come in letting the people know, with, especially your offense, know that rain, sneak, snow, or shine, I'm trying to run hard as I can because I'm trying to catch Barry Sanders or whatever, or Emmitt Smith record, you know, that's the kind of attitude a bat got to have. You know, Ezekiel, Ezekiel play like that. I don't know if that's what he, it's in his mind, but he played like that. I don't give a damn how bad or good Dallas look. If Zeke healthy, he gonna play the same way. See, certain guys that do that, Bell didn't do that, and I think that was something that led to uh, Sam Donald maybe not having the comfort in the offense that he should. And uh, but uh, it starts with the coach though. Gage never should even got the damn job. Uh, but I think Sam Donald's a, a good quarterback, but he's not a good quarterback for the Jets. I think they need to just blow the fucking team up and uh, start over. Um, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence would be the guy for the job, but I think he'd be better suited there than Donald. Donald, he probably could go in and uh, and you know and and vie for a job like uh, I don't know, maybe the backup in uh, in. Uh, you know, not not to back up, to take over the Indianapolis job. He'd probably do good there after Rivers finally do whatever he's going to do. And speaking of Rivers. They, they need to just blow that damn Jets team up. And speaking of Rivers, but Phillip Rivers um, was 36 for 46. 363 yards was, you know, it's not bad. Um, well, it's good, rather. He had a touchdown, but he also had two interceptions. And Phillip Rivers seems to have those bad-breaking interceptions that really hurts the team's momentum, man. Uh, what's your take on Phillip Rivers right now, Buck? Do you think that he can still be the answer in Indy, or, or did they waste their time with him? Buck? Ray, Eminem, y'all there? Yeah, I'm here. I hear you. Oh, but where you at, Hello? man? Okay. 
Yeah, I see him. Buck. <laughs> hey, he pulling the buck. So I lost yeah, him. I think he, he was saying some, some outages down there anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because of the hurricane. Ray, what's your take on Phillip Rivers, man? I mean, I like Phillip Rivers. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but I believe he chokes in, in big moments. And I think that um, – and it comes down to actually winning the game or making a move to really do something in the playoffs. I think he has failed consistently. Now, do I believe he's a Hall of Famer? Yes, he throws one of the prettiest footballs I've ever seen. But he's just not the guy. And I think at 37 to 38, how old he is now, the time has passed him by. And I um, thought when Indianapolis did it, I said, man, they must say see him play the Chargers the last two years. But yes, he was one of the guys of legend. And you didn't throw for many touchdowns. You threw for, you know, his numbers is right there with the Eli and Big Ben. They all come out the same year and all this and that. But the only difference is the mother guys, they got two Super Bowls. See, we criticize Eli all he wanted. He going to the Hall of Fame. Got two Super Bowls. you seventh in, in touchdowns or eighth in, in total yards or something like that, and you beat Brady and Belichick twice, he's going to have to get in there. So, but Phillip Rivers is, is uh, a guy who's had a really good career, and, you know, rarely do you see a guy give up a surefire Hall of Famer in Drew Brees, and you take over, and then you come in, you get 60-something thousand pass yards and almost 400 touchdowns and all this and that. And people still kind of feel a certain way about you because of the people you came in with and your ability not to get it done. And in Apples, I, I mean, he's still a good quarterback, but he makes too many mistakes. And when you make them kind of mistakes, just like James Winston, he's a very good quarterback. Had he not had them 30 interceptions, he would have got his $38 million a season. Because he had the passing yards, he had the touchdowns. But stuff like that is what kills the football team, the turnovers. And I think Phillip Rivers right now is a turnover machine. If he if he start all 16 games, he's going to have over 20 interceptions, in my opinion. I like Phillip Rivers, but now Indianapolis has done something else. All right. And so let's look at some games next week, and then I want to move on to the NBA. And, Buck, you made it back yet, man? All right, we'll try to check back with him. And so we'll start off with uh, the Thursday night game. And um, Eminem, Cincinnati at Cleveland, who you got? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Um, I, I, I like the energy Burrow has. And I've always been a big A.J. Green fan, and I, I really like Joe Mixon, too. Um, so I think Cleveland – Cleveland, um, looking at the roster, they should be able to beat the shit out of uh, the Bengals. But chemistry is something, man. Chemistry counts for a lot of stuff. So I think I think Cleveland's locker room situation is probably behind the scenes. It's not that good. Um, uh, we already talked about Beckham. Uh, he need to go. Baker just don't have it. Uh, so I'm going to take Cincinnati. All right, Ray, Carolina at Tampa Bay. 
Um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I think that um, they're going to get healthy on, on Carolina. And although Bridgewater is a good quarterback, they play well. Of course, McCaffrey is going to be McCaffrey. But Tampa Bay with that defense and, you know, all athletes like to front run on guys they can, they can beat. So they're going to Tampa Bay. Uh, although Brady might not be the reason, he's going to be the guy that all eyes are going to be on. And, you know, sooner or later, you know, Mike Evans and all them guys, they're going to show up. So if they show up and show out, I think they should be able to beat them being they playing at home. All right. And Eminem, the Giants at Chicago. Oh, man. Um I think the Bears going to run through the Giants. Um, uh, of course, I'm rooting for them anyway, but uh, I just think that uh, I think the Bears, well, defensively, they're definitely uh, okay. And um, offensively, I don't know. I think having Nick Foles there is, is, has kind of honed in the focus of Trubinsky a little bit. We'll see. But uh, Trubinsky – I think he's going to play a lot better this year, especially when it comes to protecting the football. He definitely needs to. With, usually with a with a good defense, that's all you need, just somebody to kind of protect the football. You can kind of hang around, even in a tight game. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Ray, Minnesota at Indianapolis. Well, this is kind of a tough game is they Indianapolis, but I, I keep seeing all the players on Minnesota. I keep seeing that defense in Minnesota. And sooner or later, I mean, they, they, they just cursed against Green Bay, so I don't want to hold that against them. But with, with Dalvin Cook and, and, and Madison and and um, the players that they have, I think Minnesota should be able to pull the game out. All right. And Atlanta and Dallas um... – this is Dallas's home opener. I think this game is going to be a shootout. We normally don't fare well against Atlanta, um, but I, I think we can we can outrun their horses. Our horses are a little younger. At least I hope we can. So I'm hoping Dallas can pull that off um, at home. And Eminem, San Francisco at the New York Jets. Ooh, man. This should be an easy pick. However, if if the game is just strictly on Garoppolo, the Jets might sneak one in. But I'm I'm not gonna be dumb and say that. Um, I'm 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 definitely not gonna pick. Even though it's a home game, I'm definitely not gonna pick the Jets with a team that actually went to the Super Bowl last year. So I'm taking San Francisco. All right, Ray, Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay Packers. I don't see Detroit being able to beat them at home. So, and Aaron Rodgers got a lot to prove. They got a first round quarterback. They could have took another offensive weapon with, but he say, hey, you know, his time's not up yet. If he stay healthy, he's gonna show out all year. I think. All right, Eminem, the Rams at the Eagles. Oh man. Um... I think just getting Lane Johnson back and and having Miles Sanders back healthy this week, you're gonna see another team and um 
and Wentz is MVP caliber when when the game is not strictly on him. So just having um, just having some big playability out of the backfield, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we should uh, we should be able to handle the Rams. All right. So I'm taking Philly. Okay. Ray, Buffalo at Miami. Uh, I want to take uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is on something. You know, with that offense, they had uh, two good running backs. And, you know, Josh Allen is, is pretty good once he gets settled, back, settled down. So, I'm going to have to take Buffalo. Eminem, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tell you what, if 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 Jacksonville played like they did last week, and Tennessee played like they did last week, um, Jacksonville might be able to steal this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna edge it out to Jacksonville. Wow, okay. I'm gonna give Jacksonville this one. Garner Minshew. Yeah. All right. Uh, Something about the mustache. I know, right? <laughs> Ray Denver at Pittsburgh. Uh, it all depends on Courtney Sutton plays. But if Courtney Sutton doesn't play, I'm going to have to take Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at home. But if Courtney Sutton plays, I'm taking Denver. All right. Buck just got on. Back on Buck. Denver at Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I mean, we played good last week. And, you know, Big Ben. You know, even though he started off a little slow, he had a couple balls fell on him. He, you know, he settled down and got 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 going. Defense pretty much picked up where they left off. Um, High Smith looked really well in relief um, coming off the bench. You know, coming in there, you know, spelling uh, T.J. Watt. So I mean, yeah, T.J. Watt. So anyway, I got to go with I got to go with my boys at home. Even though Drew, Drew Lock can't swing that rock, um, but Defensively, you know, without Von Miller, um, I think this is a game, and us being at home, this is a game that we can just go ahead and just take it on to the house. Okay. Eminem, Washington against Arizona, at Arizona. Oh, yeah. Um, like I say, last week was fool's gold with Washington. Um, they they don't have it together like that. And like I say, Kyler Murray – is already showing great <laughs> signs of progression uh, in his second year. And then DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's playing like, you know, it's like, okay, different quarterback, different system, but I'm catching shit and running stuff just like I always did. So I'm taking Arizona. Okay. And when you say Washington had fool's goals, I mean the Eagles were the fools, right? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all no, lost, no, no, no. Y'all, y'all lost to somebody that don't even have a mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait wait till this next time we get them, though. Oh, man. Yeah, y'all going to be upset y'all play them again. And, uh, Ray. Hey, that's really going wrong, man. Yeah. Ray, Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers. Oh, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they are. Gonna have too much foul, firepower for the Chargers, and the Chargers don't have enough to fire back. Yeah, that dude, the the Fresh Prince of Hell Air, man, Clyde Edwards Hilaire did his thing, man. Led the league in rushing this week, so he he really 
I mean, I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was going to do it like that. He made it look too easy. And yeah, and then with a quarterback like Mahomes, you can't stack the box on him, so he's he going to have an easy career if, if, if they can stay together. You ain't kidding. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt had all that. <laughs> yeah. Messed up. All right, yeah. Buck, Baltimore at Houston. Houston lost last week, and they're going to lose this week. Um, you know, without without D Hop, um, I had it for my boy, man. I mean, he he really looked bad last week. You know, you could tell he was missing him. Um, you got a you got a wide receiver that continues to get injured. Um, he got a little banged up in last. You know, the receiver they got now, I guess he, he is the new number one. I can't remember his name, but um, Fuller. You know, he's not consistent. Yeah, Fuller. He's not consistent either. He drops a lot of passes. And, um, you know, again, <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, he's going to end up like Aaron McNair, um, beat up and always hurt because, you know, Deshaun Watson got to run for his life every single game. And I don't know why they don't get anybody for on the offensive side, you know, offensive line to help protect this guy. I mean, I know he's athletic and everything, but damn. No, I mean, I mean Sean they, they, paid, they paid Laramie Johnson, you know, uh, and they drafted the, the boy out of uh, Alabama State. He's starting. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, they, done, they could have gotten somebody that, you know, you need a seasoned veteran to kind of help, you know, hone these guys' skills on the offensive line. And, you know, ever since his tenure there in Houston – the coach has not, you know, he's supposed to be the GM and the coach. He has not solidified that offensive line enough to keep Deshaun Watson from laying on his back like a five-dollar hoe. So, going with the Ravens. Find the contract, brothers. <laughs> All right, Eminem. <laughs> uh, Eminem, New England at Seattle. Okay. Oh, man, this should be an interesting game. Uh, but because Russell Wilson's on the other side, I'm not going to pick against Seattle. But uh, I want to – this is what I forgot to do earlier when you were asking about impressive stuff. I really want to give a shout-out to somebody y'all never thought I'd give a shout-out to, and that's Bill Belichick, because a lot of coaches can't do what he did. Um Last week, he clearly, even though the question ain't about Bill Belichick, about who's going to win the game, but Bill Belichick proved what he did, what what I believe any coach should do. You don't coach like a cookie cutter. You base, you, you make your decisions based on what, you, what your uh, roster say. So if you got a guy that can be more physical and run, you run the motherfucker. If you don't, that's when you do the other stuff. So he showed he's a versatile coach, so. Pass off to Belichick, but they're going to get their ass beat this week. All right. And Monday night, Ray, the New Orleans Saints come to Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take my squad, not just because they're my squad, but Mike Thomas is not playing. Drew Brees is looking impressive to me. And I believe we got a shot to get him, but we can score with anybody. And uh, our offensive line against the defensive line, you know, that's going to be an interesting matchup. But if our rookie healthy, 
Rose is going down that field. I don't care who they got on the other side. So I'm taking us to win in Vegas. All right. And so let's move on to the um, NBA and talk about the Game 7, the Nuggets and the Clippers. And, Ray, it was like the Clippers just came up small when they needed to perform the best. I mean, in the first half, they looked halfway decent, but the second half belonged to Denver. And, man, how can you blow a 3-1 lead when a lot of people have you favored to win it all? That's for you, right? Also, yes, I was on mute. Uh, the Clippers was my pick to win it all, and um, it's disappointing that they didn't get a chance to win. But I think a lot of guys came in out of shape. Like Lou Williams didn't look good. Montrez didn't really look good. He looked good in moments, but he wasn't the Montrez in the regular season. And I think they didn't come together as a team. Guys coming to the bubble late, leaving the bubble. Pat Beverly leaving the bubble and doing this match. So, I mean, three to one is uh, is is it's an embarrassment. But at the same time, I think these guys gonna grow from that once they bring the team together, or they gonna go out and get a real big piece, and that piece is gonna make them beat anybody. And the thing is, is um. Yeah, they 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 are they got tight at the end of the game yesterday, or you know the second half or whatever. But Denver, if if Jamal Murray is cooking, I mean he is a he is a. I don't want to say he's better than Steph Curry because he ain't done enough to prove that, but he reminds you of Steph Curry when that ball leaves his hand. And, you know, Jokic, man, I mean, I understand why they rated him the number six player in the league. I know he had good stats and everything last year and made all the NBA, uh, I think, second team or something like that last year. But this guy got real skills, man. He can really play. And I think once these guys start to roll they never look back. And, I mean, we'll find out how good they are. Like, everybody uh, – trying to crown the Lakers. <laughs> to me, Miami Heat playing the best ball of anybody in that bubble. So we will see what happens. But it's unfortunate. But, you know, these guys, young, they can come back. We always say I never believe in Doc Rivers. Not to say that it's all Doc's fault, but Doc got out coach. And, um, you know, to me, paying them all that money all these years and paying them more than, than um, you know, uh, the guy over there in uh, the Spurs and everything else, I don't agree with that. I mean, Doc Rivers, to me, has never done nothing with the talent that he's had. Yeah, he got one championship in Boston, but how many should he have won? You know, when Chris Paul and them was there, they should have went further. They should have did more. This year, they should have did more. So I, I just uh, think a lot of this falls on a coach. I mean – Kawhi tried, but he, the shots weren't falling for him. So, what, what, what can he do? And then we got a guy on the other side that hot, he's going to cancel you out anyway. So, yeah, it was it's unfortunate, but it ain't as bad as it seems because them guys came to play. 
And when you put the ball in the hole like that, I don't care who he is, you can't do nothing about it. They definitely couldn't do anything about it. And Eminem, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George combined for 24 points in the um, biggest game of the year. I mean, what can you say about that, man? Well, I, the, the, the numbers don't lie. And, you know, unless somebody's hurt, it's hard to it's hard to be, like, um, superstars. And then in, in Kawhi's case, you're looking at a megastar or, or, or MVP, you know. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. Uh, but it's one thing for one game, but, you know, to let a team make history on you with um, coming back 3-1, it's like, damn. You know, that ain't supposed to happen, not with a star, you know, with that kind of star power. You know, even with injuries, you still expect you still expect more output like that. I mean, um, I, I, I just remembered, like, some of the letdowns that Houston had um, last year, I think the year before, and, um, and I'm just like, Wow, you know, I wonder what what it would have been like if it was the um, if it was your Lakers cue and and uh, Davis and LeBron let somebody come back like that and then they combine for twenty four points. Oh man! At the last uh, at the game, I'm I'm just I'm just wondering what the headlines would be. <laughs> they would be ridiculous. I know that yeah. much. They yeah. would be ridiculous. Yeah, so it they, can't be worse than these are right now. Yeah, these memes, they've been going hard on, on the Clippers. And um, I saw one guy, he's, um, he posted, he won't even go to the barbershop right now because he don't trust Clippers. So it's, <laughs> it's bad out there. <laughs> That's wild. But, but, but That's I don't want to take away from Denver either. I, I think it's also a case where, now nobody's not going to say this from the Clippers organization, of course, but I think from the top down, I really think that they kind of just underestimated Denver. They did. And they did. It, they just started slipping up on them. I mean, they they look like that. It's all even even in Game Seven. It's like now history normally be on somebody's side, but it's like I say, every year something can change different, and we all know twenty twenty is totally a different year. So yeah. Nobody's came back 3-1 and stuff like that. But, hey, you know, man, I, I think they just really – you mainly see this type of shit in college. But I really think they was just – honestly, I think when the whole thing started, they was playing like they was just waiting on the Lakers. So, nah, man, you got to play ball. You got – you know, so. Man, um, folks need to start taking I, – I think I think from the top down, from, from Doc Rivers down, I think everybody just automatically thought that, hey, we're just waiting on the Lakers. But shit, Denver's like, nah, man. When, like, uh, Cuz was saying, you know, when when the ball's dropping like that, man, it's like you getting bombarded. This is like the the, the points that are going up, you know. And see, and that, know, that's, and that's uh, that's one reason uh, <laughs> the Toronto took a lump on the head like that, man. Them balls get to dropping, and you looking forward to somebody else, and ain't thinking about somebody. That, the basketball is totally different. And I know, um. One thing I know as far as Denver, Denver is a legit team. And, I mean, the Lakers sleep on them. They're going to get beaten, too. And so, um, I yeah. mean, Denver comes to play, man. And right now they're playing with house money. And so, yeah. all right, so real quick. So what? No, I'm just saying that they the first team in history to come from three down twice in the same season. That's crazy. So, then, I, then they were, like, down double digits. When are these guys out of it? 
they were down double digits in some, a lot of those games too. So that's crazy. Yeah, sixteen and nineteen points. Yeah. And so, so real, real quick, they gonna whoop the Lakers. I um, I I was talking to some folks today, and I just threw this out there to see what everyone would say. So I want to get you all's opinion. With the Clippers, you have Kawhi and you have Paul George as number one and number two. So I threw it out there. I said, is Paul George really a number three? You know, I mean, is he Scottie Pippen or is he Dennis Rodman, like, um, you know, a good defender who's really like a – who really should be a third option offensively? And this is for whoever wants to answer. Do you look at Paul George as a legit number two? No, yeah, I mean, I he don't. averaged almost yeah, 27, 28 points a game with uh, one of these years, so he can score. To me, he just chokes. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't look at him as a, as a number two. I look at him as a number three um, simply because, you know, he choked too much. Um, you can't just go out there one year and put up big numbers and then don't show up. I mean, you know better than LeBron James at that point. And LeBron James still don't show up when he's supposed to show up in the fourth, fourth quarter. Hey. And, uh, and he's going to get his ass, he gonna get his ass handed to him because they're going to smoke his ass. 90 seconds. Uh, like they're going to lose. I mean, I know they're going to lose. I mean, because they come close to losing already. So, you know, when you are a star player, you got to play like a star. You got to show up every game. You got to take control of the game. I'm old school. When motherfuckers talking shit on you, talking about you can't shoot. You know, you you know you you hitting out. You hitting you know you hitting the square and dropping them in. You're not hitting all that. But you know what? I'm scoring, motherfucker. You got to stop that. If you can't stop 60 it, seconds. you keep talking about that shit. I'm coming. I'm bringing. I'm bringing it to the hoop every damn time. Cause I'm gonna take. I'm gonna make you shut up. And that's the way you're supposed to play basketball. And mm-hmm. you have to take control of a game. Paul George got the skill to go in there and and take control of a game. But you know, some people like to pass stats or make it look like. They they're good players and they really ain't shit because they don't step up enough. You know they play too. You know they may be shit on a video game, but they're not in real life. And Paul George may be a three. <laughs> you know he a three, and you know this. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let me tell you. Ball, like let, scared. Let, let me tell you who a pure number two is. And seconds. Is, 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 uh, I almost said Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson. Because let me tell you something about a, a, a true number two. A true number two is the guy who want to be the man, but they're not quite the man. So when they have an opportunity to show up, they're going to show up, you know, because they want, they want respect. They don't hate on their teammate, but they want, they want that presence feel. You know, it's just like, he's like, shit, everybody talking about how good Steph can shoot threes. Shit, look what I'm doing. You know, Paul George, he's, he's an athlete bar none. But he don't quite have that kind of mentality. The same way I was talking about Le'Veon Bell with with running. You got to, I mean, it's number twos strictly mean. I'm not, I'm not second in command on this team because I want to be. I'm second on on in command because that's how it is. But if I get my shot, shit, man, I'm trying to shine, and that's that's really what you need for a number two. But number two got he. He wants to be the man. He want to be the man. But check this out. All right, this is Paul George in the regular season. And I don't mean like this year. I mean for his career. In the regular season for his career, 
he shoots 43% from the field. He shoots 38% from the three-point line. And he shoots 84% from the free throw line. This is Paul George in the playoffs. Let's see. Let's where my playoff numbers go. In the playoffs. Now, you're talking about career or just this year? Career. This is career. In, okay. In the playoffs, he shoots 40, 41%. So he's down 2%. Three-point line, he shoots 35%. So he's way down in three points. And the free throw line, he's down three points. He shoots 81%. So everything goes down when it counts. And, again, Paul George is – I mean, don't get me wrong. he He's a, a great defender. He, he's a good scorer. But it seemed like when you have to have him at his best, he doesn't seem to show up. So I was like, you know, maybe he's a number – he should be a number three. I mean, I don't know. Because if um, Kawhi went down, Paul George – can carry you in the regular season, but he don't look like he can do it in the playoffs. So, but yeah, all right, he's, so um, he's calling himself Playoff P or something. Couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why he did that. I mean, because um, like Paul George's shooting numbers look like tour dates for a concert 4 10 and 2 13, <laughs> like February 13th. <laughs> May 26, I mean, you know, 5 for 26, all this stuff. He, Man, he doesn't do it at all in the playoffs. So, all right, so let's talk about the the, the conference finals. And, um, I mean, we saw the Celtics and the Heat play last night. The, the Man, the Heat are balling out. Those guys, man, would just refuse to go away. And the Celtics going to have to be – man, if the Celtics get by them, they're going to be so tired by the time they get to the finals. But – um, who do you like in that series? I know we're a game in, but but Ray, who do you like in the Celtics Heat series? I mean, I like the Miami Heat. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the Celtics. They got, you know, Jalen Brown and, and, and Tatum and Kimball Walker and, and, and uh oh boy, smart. Yeah, all them I like all those guys. But I just think Miami they have a team that's built to win because everybody on their team can ball. It ain't one or two guys you say, oh, well, he got to do this and he controlling the ball and doing all type of shit they ain't supposed to do. Everybody has a role. And watch what I tell you. If they go to these finals, bam, the way that kid playing, man, look here. You bring any big man there you want, Anthony Davis. That guy come to play. You see that block he had last night? Man, one of the best blocks I've ever seen. But I'm taking Miami. All right. Anybody got the Celtics going? But Eminem, either one of y'all got the Celtics? Nope. 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 Well, I, I think it's it, it's it's gonna be tight because like even last night, uh, uh, maybe just in sim, but I thought at the end of the game, but if Kimber Walker would have kicked the ball back to, um, and and let you know let take an open three, then he'd have had more success. But you know, um, I think it's gonna come down to the wire on it. You know, um, right now overall Miami is, is playing better team ball, but the Celtics are playing tough ball, so it's just. It's gonna go kind of go back and forth. I think Miami got enough to squeeze it out, but I think 
all the games going to look like the games uh, from the start. So. All right. So, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be a letdown with with Boston. So, Buck Lakers and Nuggets. Who you got? Nuggets. How, I, I have no. I have no faith. How, and, and I'm a how many fan. games? I, am, I do not have faith in LeBron James. How many games? Uh, I think the Nuggets. I, I think they're going to win the series like four two, uh, in six. Okay. So I, I just I just don't. I, you know, the Lakers will start out fresh, win one, and then I think Denver's going to take over from that. They, get, they You know, they're going to go ahead and, you know, clear the series on out. I, I just – LeBron doesn't show up enough for me in, in big games. You have to show up in the fourth quarter. I don't give a damn what you do. I mean, I, I mean I, I've said this so many fucking times. All these triple-doubles, this dude is pad and stats trying to make himself look like a fucking king. He ain't that but a bitch. So – I, I don't have any sympathy for the assholes that don't show up in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, I don't give a damn how tired you are. I don't care if your legs cramping. I don't care if your dick hurts. You right. got to get hey. out there and you play your best. You got to get out there and play your best basketball in the fourth quarter. You are supposed to be the one that everybody feed up off of. But sometimes you, you have to take over the game. And you got a hot nigga team coming up in here. You can't overlook these guys. So much like the, the Clippers did, I think the Lakers are kind of thinking that they just, you know, they think they got a, the team to just go win it all. And the Nuggets go surprise these fools. And, you know, 26 points, 24 points, 22 points. LeBron, that ain't going to get it because 37 points, 40 points. 55 points. That's the kind of shit that you got to do. If you don't do that, they're going to lose this series. So, I got to go with another. All right, Eminem, who you got and how many games? Oh, man. Before I make my pick, I'm just like, damn, Buck. Man, they should have flew you to the bubble uh, to talk, to do the halftime speech to the Clippers. But, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I got the I got the Lakers in five. Shit, bad. Like I say, one person I never pick against is Rajon Rondo. And when uh when Rondo came back, I said, okay, it's it's it's, it's on now because when when uh, LeBron don't have to have to play point, shit, it's a different it's a different look. So I'm not I'm not gonna pick against that. So he go, I'm he taking the Lakers in five. Great. Because he want to pad them stats. Now, if you got a guy that led the league and assist three times, what you touch the ball for? And to me, if them guys, they remind me of Toronto last year. People don't expect them guys to do anything, just like the Clippers. Clippers were clearly a better basketball team. You up by 16, you up by 19. But when them guys get hot, and you done already sat down. It's kind of like boxing. When you think you knocked the guy out, and all of a sudden he started fighting his best after the sixth round, a lot of times the guy get beat like that because he thinks that he took the best the guy has. Denver, with them guys scoring the basketball like they do, I would not be surprised if they took that series because, see, this is the bubble. Things have been happening in this bubble that have not been expected to happen. 
Nobody expected Milwaukee to go out the way they went out. Nobody uh, expected uh, Clippers to go out the way they went out. Miami lost them to every game they played going up into the playoffs. But now look at them. You know, so it's a lot of things that's happening. Now, we know that LeBron is there. He's been to a lot of finals. But Anthony Davis hadn't shown me nothing besides he could put up big numbers. And the, don't let something happen to LeBron. They're going to get beat by 30 points. Now, for he, AB is a, is a front runner. As long as he got somebody beside him, he can do what he got to do. But if you're a first team, all NBA, you this, you that, if that man is out of the game, you're supposed to hold it down for him. And he can't do that. And that's what, if I was a Lakers fan, what would wear me? Now, convincingly, people trying to crown the Lakers a pole, the, the, the Western Conference Finals ever been played, let alone the finals. I give Denver a shot because look at what happened in the previous two series. They they did their thing. So I think they got enough firepower, and I think they got the determination because the Lakers, regardless of what the team is saying, they believe they got the series won already. But we're going to see. All right. I just know the joke. It ain't I'm no joke. Book. Four games to two. Denver. Okay. All right, so we'll get into some who am I. We get ready to wrap this thing up. Oh, just for the record, uh, I'm gonna go with the, the Lakers in, in, in seven. I, I, um, I, I think that Denver's gonna push them to the limit. Denver might be a little worn out going into this series, but we'll find out. So, all right, who am I? Y'all ready? Yep. Yep. All right, I got three of them for you. I am a six foot three, three hundred and thirty four pound defensive lineman, drafted number sixteen overall in nineteen ninety two by the Los Angeles Raiders out of Clemson. Who am I? Oh, um, Chester McLaughlin. Chester Morris McLaughlin, who unfortunately passed away at age forty two back in two thousand and eleven. Four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, 51 career sacks. He had a season in um, 1994, he had nine and a half sacks. And anytime you get up in, in that area and you're a defensive tackle, that's some good numbers. All right, next one. Hell yeah. I am a 5'11", 222-pound mm-hmm. running back. Drafted in the seventh round in 2017, out of Oklahoma State by the Seattle Seahawks. Who am I? Chris Carson? Uh, Carson. Christopher Dwayne Carson, who I didn't know was born in Biloxi, Mississippi. So, mm. uh, did he grow up somewhere else, though? I'm, I think he probably did, because I thought I remember him. He went to high school okay. in Georgia, so I, I think he did grow up somewhere else. All right, last one. I am a six foot one, two hundred and fifteen pound quarterback, drafted in the fifth round in nineteen ninety three by the Green Bay Packers out of Washington University. Who am I? Oh shit! Um, oh, oh. yeah, I'm looking at this. Oh, uh, what's the face. name? Jake? Not not uh. Oh. 
The guy with the mullet haircut, I believe it is. Oh, what's his name? Some kind of ski, right? Magowski or something like that. Nope. Now he was already there. Now he the, was already there. The Magowski, he was. The team throws yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, he was there, like in there. The team that drafted him throws you off. He only played. Oh, you say- he only stayed one year with the Packers. In 19, he went to Atlanta in 1994, and he joined an expansion franchise in 1995. Oh, Mark Mark Brunel? Mark Brunel? Mark Allen Brunel. Started off with Green yeah, Bay. Clean sweep. And <laughs> yeah. He did. Started out in Green Bay, but he went to Jacksonville and took them to the AFC Championship game in a few years. And um, did end up winning a, winning a ring as a backup. To Drew Brees and the Saints in 2009, so he did get a get his hardware, but uh, also played with the New York Jets. I don't even remember him playing with the Jets, and he also played with the Red Sox. I don't even. Oh yeah, I yeah, remember. Remember. yeah. So Mark Brunel, yeah. all right. So, hey man, yeah, Ray just swept you all on left hand the gun player. So, all right. As far as boxing, um, I know there's supposed to be some Showtime. I think. This weekend, I don't know who's fighting. I don't know who. It's nobody that really jumped out at me. Nah, uh, the twenty twenty six is supposed to be Charlo. Yeah, Jamel Charlo is on the 26th. They get someone named Jason Rosario. I'm not familiar with him. Um, oh, yeah, he knocked Julian Williams out, that guy. Okay, okay. And so let's see. The Lomachenko gonna whoop his ass now. The Lomachenko fight is when um, October twelfth. Is that the Lomachenko yeah. fight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Lomachenko and T- Telefimo Lopez. I don't know if you all have seen Telefimo Lopez fight, but um, that dude can fight. Oh, I, he gonna whoop. Yeah, I, and he I, got defeated too. He gonna whoop. I think he's gonna beat him too. I think he's gonna get him. So, and then the great thing yeah, about that fight is that it's on ESPN. It's not on pay per view. It's not on Showtime. It's not even on ESPN Plus. It's on ESPN. So I'm really happy about that. And man, they need to do more of that. And that's yeah, next on, Saturday. Uh, no, the no, that's uh, October twelfth. Yeah, October twelfth. Okay. Charlo, okay. Charlo's fight on the 26th of September. Yeah, that's right. that's, that's they want $75 for their pay-per-view, though. 75 But he, yep. Mm-hmm. He's fighting Der- uh, Derechenko. Uh, I think Derechenko going to whoop the big Charlo's ass. Well, if he does, I ain't gonna, I'm going to see it on the highlights because I ain't paying $75. On the replay, yeah. It's going to be a good fight night, though, because... Yeah. Both guys got good fights. That's right. Yeah, seventy five is a lot of money, especially they ain't never been on people. That sounds like a, um, a fire yeah. stick night right there. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, we'll wrap this up yes, before they, they cut us off here. But I appreciate you okay. all, and we'll do it again. I, I got one quick comment. Yeah. Um, if y'all didn't get to see NFL, um. Network Total Access, you got to check it out. You're going to know what I'm talking about if you saw it. What, today's episode? No. Today's episode, yes, sir. All right, I'm going to check it out. (laughs) He got to sound like there's some women out there, so I'm going to check it out. out. 
Oh, yeah. yeah I know, That's right? all I'm going to say. All right. I'll, all right. I will set the record all on right. that, I'll see sir. you the power get on. All right. Yeah. You just have to send it to me, Q. All right. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, fellas. All we'll right. do this again next week. Um, you all cool with the same day or, I mean, this this cool? Same day, same time? Yeah. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs>